0: What's up mccallie
1: hi hi
2: hi how's it going it's
0: good it's been like three years since we've done this
2: i know the time has flown and things have changed
0: so basically we met at startup aggie and doing a lot of stuff with shelly brickman. brickman yes how do you remember how we actually met
2: i thought it was at a Started Baguette meeting, okay. and I think it might have been one of the first ones that was going on for that semester. Mm. And you were there, and you were promoting Mindless Millennials, but you were <laughs> also like there to learn and be an entrepreneur, like me. Yeah. And you know, it was I was working on End Hunger Snacks at right. the time, and it was one if of. If you want
0: to pull this a little bit closer. Like- yeah we don't have headphones this time but it's okay that's okay okay
2: (laughs) we're good yeah like but um but just we met that way and um I remember I think we all had to like give a spill on what we were doing Mm. and we had met and we talked afterwards and our conversations I feel like how they always go is we start talking and we're like you want to do something like you want to talk about more (laughs) you want to go more in depth and that's what happened and so we went and like, I guess maybe a few weeks later, we met at here and we yeah. were in a new studio at the time. This is a way, this is really cool, cause <laughs> this is like the new and improved. But, um, but uh, we did a, a podcast interview and yeah. we talked about all kinds of things on that podcast.
0: So let's jump into what we were just talking about because, like, that kind of gives some context on what we were just talking about. Is we were like really, we're in a, it seems like such a long time ago. But we're in such a new season of life, even though it was like a blip. Yeah. And everybody will tell you that. But you, in the moment, you're like, no way it's going to feel like that. And then in hindsight, it does. Yeah. And I think what we were just talking about was how focused I was and you were at this arbitrary thing called success. Mm that we are like pushed into in something like a startup incubator or something like that. It's like, how much money are you making? How fast can you make it? How young can you be a millionaire? Like that is what you should be going for and like nothing else matters. And we were just kind of going into it. I just want to continue with that conversation because yeah. I thought it was so enriching is I began to realize that it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. It just. It matters what type of person you are and who yeah. you affected yeah. and what direction you led those people. And nobody's going to care about how what number is in your yeah. bank account, how much stuff you had. Like when, when it's all said and done, as long as you are able to sustain yourself and, you know, if you want a family, sustain a family mm-hmm. and support, you know, your church or whatever, it's like... Money's irrelevant mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things, yeah, you know?
2: I love that, and I think that's so true and it's it's funny how now, three years na later, when we both were so focused on i guess being that successful, um it was almost you know we were focused on the what and not the who mm. and you know, and it really now that we're I guess <laughs> older and more mature, I don't know <laughs> maybe we you know we've learned our lessons, but like coming through. You know, More what to I, learn. <laughs> yeah, um, but like we get to basically understand. Like, like I love what you said. It's about making the impact, and it's well, who, how you help someone in their lives. It's not about. It doesn't. It's not about what you did. It's about what you do for somebody else. And mm-hmm. so, um, and I think that applies to any profession, anything that you do, whether you're an entrepreneur, which I still think is an incredible. Like. Yeah. Just. Mindset to have and also to to be a part of that it takes us someone to be an entrepreneur just is the hardest thing that you're ever going to have to do and But you know your focus should be about how you're helping that person and I think that's what makes you successful You know,
0: and I don't I don't want to gloss over entrepreneurship. I just think the way Our society has twisted. It may be the wrong way. Yeah, because innovation There's always a place for Mm -hmm. innovation in the church Innovation and missions, how we go about it. You would be so surprised about how much thought goes into how we're going to basically fulfill the Great Commission. Like the studies on different people groups, who's been met. Like the place that I'm going to, and I'm pretty sure I can say this, is Namibia. And they are primarily already reached country. The, the thing about it is their pl- our plan for Namibia is to use it as a base in order to basically reach the rest of Africa. Wow! And so being primarily English-speaking yeah. country in Africa and primarily Christian but not fully, you know, obedient to God's word, it's a good opportunity to be able to enrich that place and, you know, lead people into obedience in order to fulfill you know the reaching of more people within that place and i and and that kind of opened my mind like why are we going somewhere where people are reached already and that that made a lot of sense and so it's like god never intended for us to like just be basic yes our our standard of truth is the scriptures but creativity is from god yeah you know and i I think he loves to see what creative things come out of us because like if you think about it um when a kid draws a picture for their Mm -hmm. parents it's gonna look horrible (laughs) but their parents love it anyway you know like you're like wow like you made this for me it's it's heart touching and and I, i i imagine god similar in that manner yeah
2: I love that, and I think that it's so funny how, like, God puts, I don't know, what, what does he say in the Bible, blessed of the, like, blessed the children, how, mm. you, know, you know, how does that, I don't know that, I don't know that verse by hand, Yeah,
0: but I, th- I think, uh, are you referring w- to, uh, you must, uh, you must have uh, a heart like a child yeah. to enter the kingdom of God, it's something like that. Yeah,
2: exactly, exactly, and it's like that, that the way that it like just like you said with draw, with a child drawing a picture and how they're able to just create something that they they formed based on a connection from somewhere mm. somehow they got that you know and i know i it reminds me of when i was in art class like in second grade and i drew a picture of myself in this house and it was my grandparents house because it was the place that i called home because we moved around so much there was a connection there mm. and even though it was when you look at the drawing you're like that's a horrible house like <laughs> don't even like it's and it's not a great drawing but it it meant something to me because I was creating something that i knew yeah and so i think it's really incredible how that goes in our minds
0: you learn so much from kids if you're willing yeah or from younger people in general i see this so much where older people become rock solid to Mm -hmm. the i wouldn't say wisdom but the insight Mm -hmm. of young people especially children and it's a shame because when i started serving in the kids ministry at antioch church it became so clear to me, God's heart for kids and why he loves them so much and why we must be like them. Uh, Because like there's this verse, I think it's like Luke 11 something, maybe, maybe not Luke something. Um, It's like, it's better to tie a millstone around your neck and jump into the ocean with that than to lead one of my children astray.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: And that hit me hard when I first served when I started serving because it's not like I was blatantly going out and sinning or anything. I was in a good spot to join into that ministry, but there's a whole nother level of pureness Mm -hmm. of heart and direction and intention that you have to have around these kids because you know how valuable they are to God. Yeah. And, you know, if we understand and like recognize the scriptures for what it is, which is the standard of truth in our life, the word of God, then we know how real they are and we know how serious they are. Because if we don't, you know, my there, if we if we don't believe that these words are the standard of truth, that they are truth itself, yeah. then our w- we sh- we I don't want to say throw out your faith, but it's like you have nothing to base it on. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. um, and and so when you recognize the truth of it, you're like, wow, okay, so I don't only say I believe this, but I believe it so much that I have so much reverence for these words yeah. that I have fear of God yeah. because I know how much he hates people that hurt his children. Mm-hmm. And it says that fear is the beginning of wisdom. Fear of the Lord, not fear of other people, not fear of man, but fear of the Lord, because you are recognizing how powerful and wrathful God actually is. Now, God is a loving, loving father, but let's not forget he's a wrathful God Mm -hmm. as well, because he can't allow for evil to enter into the promised land. Yeah and it's so confusing for people it's like oh why is god wrathful if he's loving and it's like we forget that those things aren't mutually exclusive Mm -hmm. because if someone tries to hurt your family you're a loving father is going to defend them yeah you know yeah um but that reality came upon me so clearly when i started serving around these kids because i'm like man i have to be pure of heart i have to be so focused on god because i don't want to leave these kids astray and honestly they pick up on everything and it's so crazy how attuned to actual reality kids are and how far we pull away the older we get if we allow the world's ideas to get in our head and i think sorry i think that's one of the biggest reasons why god says to guard what enters your ears guard what enters your eyes because it creates lies in our head yeah. and then we get away from the truth in which kids have inherently. Yeah. And so <laughs> you're right Went <laughs> on a ramble. <laughs> no, I love that. And that yeah.
2: picture is so, I, I love the the image you put there but just because, you know, you're talking about like all of that stuff that gets in, you know, that's almost fielding your vision or mm. not, not fielding, as blinding your vision yeah. a little bit. And it's also disconnecting you in a way that you don't want, you know, and it's a, uh, it's it's a true thing, and mm. it's interesting to think about it like
0: that. What were we talking about before I went on the ramble? Oh man, um,
2: <laughs> well this is how it goes. I don't know. Um, I don't. I
1: don't. What have well, we? Well,
0: let's now? let's let's talk a little bit about you. What's going on? So we're linking up right now. We just randomly decided to do a podcast. Yes. But I was I'm gonna help you record a video for vet school. Yes. And so if let's ta- let's talk about just living the life that we were made to live so for you i didn't see that coming yeah and you told me on the phone the other day that you didn't see it coming and so that's i think that's pretty interesting like what led you to choosing to take that path versus sticking with entrepreneurship or you know
1: yeah
2: yeah uh it's it's so crazy the the real like basically how it went is is I did a competition called Aggies Invent. Um, Mm. So this one was actually an engineering competition. And for um, it's kind of funny. I found out that it was going on the day that I got my Aggie ring. So it was ring day. And I was like, um, this competition was going on. And it was for the College of Veterinary Medicine. Mm. And something in me, it's kind of like, you know, when God gives you a really, really strong feeling Mm. like to do something, you know? um, that was it. I have, I've had a few of those feelings and they've worked out really well. And so I, and when I listened to him, it goes great. So I decided to do it. And I, so I, um, I literally went, went in my dress and my heels and my new ring. And I went to the competition at the engineering building and, um, stunting on them.
0: Yeah. just came in. Like, <laughs> here we go.
2: So, um, but they, uh, they let me in and we did the, I did the competition and, um, I knew Rodney from, Oh yeah, you know, bam, Ronnie, and he was there, and My so favorite person. He's amazing, and so I like asked him if I could do it. He goes, "Yeah, come on." And so we did it. Um, and I came in, and we actually that opened me up to that industry, the veterinary industry, and what I realized is, is there is an incredible, just tr- like trends that are going on, especially in the youth. Right mm. now with the millennia- Millennials and Generation Z yeah. and what they're trending towards and with their pets and what technology is going towards. Um, there's a whole other story behind it. But I just got really, really excited. You know, just something that you just see and you're like, wow, I want to be a part of that. And so I said, you know, where how can I be a part of it? Well, vet school. And I decided that I was going to apply to vet school. I was an animal science major, so it kind of it kind mm. of fit. And we, I've, I've heard about you're vet school. You were in the school of ag? I was.
0: It's yeah. the best school at A&M. Let's be honest. they us be honest. And the best major at the best school at AM is Agricultural Communications and Journalism. Oh, well, quote um, me.
2: Well, um, <laughs> I might have to quote back. It's really animal science in the college bag, but we'll go with it. We'll call it college ag. Um, but, um, but, but it was a really good segue because I'd heard about vet school. A lot of my friends that I were studying with, with were going to vet school mm. or trying to apply to vet school. Um, but I just really didn't think it was for me. And then all of a sudden it just kind of light bulb went off. And so I applied and now I'm in vet school and I can't tell you how much this has impacted me. I've, this is the most mentally challenging thing I've ever done in my life. Mm. Um, and it's also challenged me in a way with like, just God has challenged me in ways that I never thought I was. I thought, you know, I could cut anything. I could handle anything and God really knocked me down to my knees and helped me understand that I really needed him through this process. Mm. Um, and so there's been a lot of growth for me, um, through this and, I'm excited to see where it goes, but mm. uh, definitely a big re- U-turn in what was going on. What kind
0: of growth are you are you talking about?
2: So kind of um, first year when I came into vet school, I really thought that I had things handled. Um, I thought I was, mm. g- I, I was, I always felt like I had a good control over things. Um, and, I, and, I, and I said that I trusted, <laughs> <laughs> I said that I say that I trusted Jesus through everything that I did. Um, but I don't know if Jesus really ever gave me something to feel fearful of of mm. not trusting if that makes sense. Yeah. Um I've had I've had challenges but So do
0: you think you were relying on your own ability to control your life mm-hmm. as like your support instead of like relying on God? Exactly. Okay.
2: Yeah, it was a real big and and I'm um, coming into vet school when you're in class from 8 to 5 every day and you have two tests a week, Monday Friday, Monday Friday and you're running that marathon you don't have time and then not on top of after getting off of class at five you're going to study from seven to whatever time you want you know to go um
0: Did you know what you were getting into?
2: (laughs) Not at all. I well, okay, let me let me back up a little bit. So I am now I'm also in a relationship right now with a boy my boyfriend who's also a vet student who Yeah, who
1: tried (laughs) That's (laughs)
0: exciting.
2: Thank you. I was super it's been a great pro it's been a really cool I'm guessing
0: he's a God fearing man. He is doing yes, he is. Okay. Nice. We're gonna have to Kick him out if he isn't. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
2: Bailey's got my back over here, but um, but uh, he tried. Yeah, I res- um, I he tried to warn me about that school coming in and helping me see that it was gonna be hard. But I was trying not to listen. I was like, I think I got this. I've done other things, and nope, that wasn't the case. And so this uh, it uh it really taught me a lesson, and I'm still going through it. And I'm still, yeah. still Still days are hard, but I've realized that I really needed Jesus through it all.
0: Well, everybody listening, just be praying for Macaulay. Yeah. That she uh, puts the output in God's hands. That's what I've no- noticed. Is like we God's given us free will to input what we will, mm-hmm. what we want, what we can, what we decide, and obviously He has the ideal path for us in mind. He created us with. Purposes and anointings in mind for us, but ultimately, He's given us free will to choose what we invest in Him. Mm -hmm. But what He revealed to me was the output we have no control over. Yeah, we only have control over what we put in, and that's not to say put in the work so you become a millionaire and have a successful life. It it means Invest your time into a God that is worthy of it, you know, and to me, it became really clear this other day when I was like worshiping, and I think the pastor or something prompted us to ask God for what he has been doing in our life, like to reveal it to us, and I'm just worshiping and I'm like, okay, God, like reveal what you've been doing in my life or what you've done for me. And so like obviously I'm thinking about like, you know, like opportunities, I'm thinking about open and and closed doors. I'm thinking about these really self centered not necessarily self centered, but just like my life perspective type things. Yeah. And I then I, I started to see this like vision of the earth with those theoretical axis lines through yeah, it and the yeah, tilt. Yeah. And I saw the earth like spinning around it within these like, you know, axis lines. And I was like, Whoa. And then I just started to see it morph into like more lines going around it. And it was like the lines of a molecule of, you know, like electron or whatever yeah. spinning around and like kind of like Jimmy neutron yeah, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> and <laughs> so, and it, it just became so clear he's like that's what i've done for you don't you realize that it's so much bigger than what you think that like i gave you life wow. i gave you a place to dwell and to live without that you are nothing like you aren't anything yeah. because i created the atoms that make up your hands and that make up your body, that make up your brain for your ability to think, yeah. and for your ability to talk and to communicate with other humans. And I intentionally created an Earth with you in mind to place you on it. That's and I was like, that is way better than anything you are doing currently in my life. Of for, as far as like what my desires are, yeah. like you gave me life. Wow. Period. <laughs> like you designed. Everything, period. And I'm like, Whoa, this is amazing. This is so cool.
2: (laughs) I I feel like I wish I could drop this mic. That's that's a (laughs) drop the mic moment. Like that is wow. That's a very big vision and it's and it's to think about it like that is so I don't know, it just feels like we're such a a key piece, but a small piece in his big work, you know? And
0: I think this is the problem is People have skewed worldviews. People, including myself, see small as less significant and big as more significant. Mm -hmm. They see position higher or lower as more important and lower less important. Mm -hmm. And that is not biblical at all. Yeah. It's actually the opposite. Yeah. The least among you will be the most among you yeah the poorest will be the richest like because we're so small makes us more significant yeah and it's like it's okay to recognize the expanse of the universe and be like wow god you're amazing for making all this but it's even more amazing that he made all of that for us yeah That he thought about us ahead of time. Scriptures talk about it. I thought of you before the creation of the earth. I already had you in mind when I made this. It's like he didn't make the earth in the perfect position. You know, I I was listening to this guy named Rave Zacharias the other day. And he's a Christian apologist. And he appeals to the atheist and to their worldview. And he was talking about this. Uh, world-renowned physicist from—I think it was actually from Oxford. Hey, yeah, I'm wearing this hoodie from nice. Oxford right now. And uh, basically, what the physicist said was the exactitude required for the Big Bang to be a thing and to result in human life is like shooting a target. A hundred billion light years away and hitting it right bullseye. That is the exactitude required. Now tell me if I'm more crazy by saying that was made purposely or that we are the one in a hundred billion.
2: Yep. I'm w-
0: you know what I mean? <laughs>
2: no. It, ha, <laughs> how could we how could we be that much of an accident? Like that is not even it's impossible how can we be that random the likelihood
0: is that we were created yeah that is the likelihood yeah there's a logical i was talking to someone that was a former atheist that came into the church he walks up to me and my friend jordan and he's like this is my first day of church ever he's like i was atheist and so we started to get the talk and he was talking about some of the problems he had with the christian faith and i was like man I just want you to know, and probably nobody's told you this before, but there is a logical, there's logical steps that lead to Jesus. There is a logical thought process that will lead you to Jesus. The most logical conclusion, the most full conclusion of worldview is that of the Christian wow. faith because it's the only one that answers all of the biggest questions that we have as cr- created beings or as beings in general, it's exactly how, like, with no exceptions. Yeah. Like, the, it answers morality. It answers um, all all of these things. And, and he, his eyes just lit up because he's like, wow, I'd never heard that before. Because you hear time and time again, hey, you're not going to convince someone to come to faith based upon logic. Yeah. I don't see that in the Bible.
1: Yeah. no
2: no no it's you're true
0: yes the holy spirit needs to be a part of it but it's the facts are the facts you talk to atheist historians they'll tell you jesus was real yeah and they'll also tell you this is the apostles that were following jesus really did believe that he rose from the dead because they're atheists right so yeah. they would say they they don't think that he actually rose from dead that that was possible but they said every one of his followers actually believed it because nobody in history has died for something they don't believe
1: <laughs> wow and
0: so either he really did raise from the dead or they were so convinced that they raised from the dead that they died for it
1: yeah Wow.
0: I'm not dying for some hocus pocus. Yeah. No you know pain. what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. No, I do. Man, I love that. That parallel. I keep saying that. I love all this. But it's, so, <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's so many things to think about. Oh, I love. Yeah. I get excited about that. You know?
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's what I've been diving into lately is not only just answering those like philosophical questions, but I've been in this Bible study with this guy named Josh Hawkins where he's taking us through the true understanding of the scriptures one by one by one by one. Mm. And this last, actually last night, he was like, hey, y'all just want to go on, because he usually, so we've been going through Genesis and we just got into Exodus. Okay. And so we're going book go. by book Dang. and all the way through. And he was like, you you guys just want to go down bunny trails today? And so we were talking through all of these questions. And uh, what's so cool about it is there's so much more that the scriptures are saying based upon the historical context in which they are written than most Christians realize because we've never been taught that. We have a skewed worldview of who God is because we just don't understand context of the biblical authors yeah. and one of the coolest things because without you know without being in the bible study there's that doesn't mean much to you unless i give you something new some type of new revelation what was cool is they were talking about and this is a whole bigger conversation but the distinction between jews and gentiles oh, and how it's super important to the story of the bible in israel and how that all plays into uh, God's ultimate plan yeah. for the day of the Lord to reunite the earth with heaven. Um, and it was it was we basically were realizing and recognizing in Romans how and Paul was describing how God has allowed the Jewish people to harden their hearts to harden, which actually means that word harden, actually means to strengthen in the direction in which they wish. Mm. So, you know, as be careful what you ask yeah, for yeah, yeah. because they wanted to go a certain way.
1: Yeah.
0: And so God's like, okay, I'll let you do that. Here, I'm going to strengthen your belief in what you want because you're persistent and you're saying you want to do this. That's what hardening your heart is. It's, okay, you want that? Here you go. Here's more strength to do that and it's like wow that's gonna, that's <laughs> um that's a big deal. anyways that he allowed that to happen so that the fullness of faith in the gentiles may be able to grow mm-hmm. so that the jews come back to faith and then they're able to lead the gentiles into a deeper faith than we have now yeah. because you see all these divisions in the church mm-hmm. right now all these different churches with different theological beliefs. It's because we don't... Paul, he knew Jesus. He's also a Jew. <laughs> Jesus, he's a Jew. Yeah. And I'm, that's a whole other conversation yeah. and I'm rambling too much about it. And I, I hopefully on this podcast, we'll get into it more in depth and why that matters. But what I want the takeaway to be take from this is that God's ultimate plan is so beyond our ways and our thoughts that his thoughts are above our thoughts Mm -hmm. because he knows in our eyes it's bad for the jewish heart to be hardened towards jesus yeah but in god's eyes he knows that's required to bring the gentiles up now the point of the jewish people are to be priests to all the nations that's what he talks to abraham is one of the first jews and he they're like and god tells abraham you're going to be. Your family is going to see all these stars. That's yeah. how big your family is going to be. You're going to be a, a nation of priests, that is going to bless the nations. You're going to be, uh, and. So that's the intention for for the Jewish people is to be our priests. Yeah. But right now they're turned away, and you know the Holocaust happened. All these crazy yeah. things happened. Um, but all that being said is if god is that intricate with his ultimate plan how intricate is he in pulling stuff out of our lives making things seem bad just to make space for the true blessing in which we he's always intended for us because we think one thing's bad we think you know that we're supposed to go one way Mm -hmm. and if you know let's say let's say End Hunger just like blew up as a multi-million dollar Mm -hmm. company. Right. Like you might not be at vet school and maybe even now you think, oh, well, with all this studying, (laughs) that would be way better than vet (laughs) school. But I personally believe God has something for you there. And I think, you know, based upon our conversation before, you think that as well, that God has something for you in this field. And, you would also think it's a bad thing that End Hunger didn't blow up to million dollar company. Yeah, that's what you. That's that. That would be ideal, right? Yeah, right. But God has the plan for your life. Yeah, and it's not actually always what we think is the right way.
2: Yeah. I love that and yeah. not to give like not to say like I know God so much. I, I feel like he's definitely there in my life present. I'm following yeah. him, but he's such a visionary, mm. you know, and he can see so many things that we can't yeah. and he's you just have to trust him and believe it and go through it and and yeah, I uh it's been a it's been a process, but I love every second of it and mm. it's going to be it's going to be worth it and I'm excited for that mm. just like what you're doing and. So do you think people who harden their hearts, I mean, it sounds like if you harden your hearts, can you harden your heart towards God? Is that a way or is that something?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You could, yeah, God will strengthen your faith. I I think with that specifically, it's like we build momentum in whichever direction we go. Um, You see it with alcoholism. You start by drinking, you know, a few beers. And then it's like, oh, you're drinking three or four beers before bed every night. Oh, and now you're drinking a case of beer uh, you know, every day or something. And then you're fully submerged in this. And so that's a snowball effect. And it's the same with obedience to God and faith. The more that you allow him to come in, the more he's transforming your heart. Yeah. The more he's going to lead you to him, the more he's going to make... His Ways clear to you, yeah. Um, so yeah, for sure. I think our hearts can be strengthened towards God, and they do. Uh, but He's not gonna make us, yeah. And that's the whole point is like free will is required for love, yeah. And like, yeah. I get this question a lot it's like, well, why is there evil if God is good?
1: Well, hmm. Hmm.
0: Do you know Let the think answer
2: about <laughs> think about that one can you give me the answer now we it the f- why is why is, why <laughs> why is there bad or why is there evil when god is good yeah well i think it's our fault honestly you know adam and eve came in and showed that we're definitely in it for ourselves sometimes and yeah it's not or not really all a lot of the times and You know, he built these beautiful, this perfect setting, this perfect world, these perfect creatures, and then we just ruined it. Yeah. And we're habit to do that. Yeah,
0: because God is not the originator of evil, but he had to allow the potential for evil Mm -hmm. in order, he had to allow us to be able to choose something other than God, which is ultimately evil, um, which is ultimately going to lead to ruin if you're not choosing god you're not choosing the fuel of what we were designed to like run off of and so god if god didn't put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden they had no they would have no choice but to choose god Mm -hmm. and what god wants is true love yeah he wants beings that actually love him yeah and in order to actually love someone you have to have the ability to not love them because if yeah you, if you don't we're just programmed robots yeah
2: that makes sense
0: and we're not yeah we have the ability to choose to love god or to not choose to love yeah. him and unfortunately evil and evil desire and acts and sin is a part of having free will, mm-hmm. if humans choose that. Yeah. And that's why. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. It's so true. So many different perspectives right now. <laughs> it's very good.
0: So where are you at, like, right now in your walk? I remember us talking on the phone, and we're chatting and I was like kind of speaking truth into where you're at in your life right now. And you were saying it brought a lot of clarity to you. Yeah. Like what has that looked like through these season changes and yeah.
2: Yeah. I think for me it's been, I guess, how can I explain? Let me think about what I want to say here on how to word this. I think my walk has really, strengthened over the course of my college career um and it was really i want to say it was really tested and really strengthened as i got into vet school Mm. um and going through vet school um and why why i say tested is because you know for one your time goes a lot of your time that you were using for other things goes away you're studying now and that the fulfilling part of what i was doing is gone i'm actually in a different role that i don't understand why i'm there yet i have to be there for four more years or now it's really mm. two and a half more years but man i'm chained <laughs> yeah <you know. laughs> yeah tell me about it eight years of full school you know tell me i, I i'm chained right now man. And that's
0: after high school
2: mm-hmm. yeah i will be Wait, in- how
0: many years is it before high school 12
2: yeah so solid 20, years. solid 20 years in a row. <laughs> I don't, I'm ready to uh, be done, you know, yeah. and So uh, <laughs> it can, uh, test 20 you. years of school. That's your whole, that's practically your whole life. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's two decades. If you, I mean, two
0: decades man.
2: and, and vet school and undergrad are half of that, almost half of that. Mm. And so, you know, um, It really, so when I say that, that's tested me. And then also I'm around a a whole different people. I'm around other vet students. And so I've really experienced all of these people that come from different backgrounds and different experiences. And, you know, a lot of them are great and they've also strengthened me in my faith. But there's a lot that have tested me because they're not, you know, there's atheists. There's people who don't, they choose not to believe or don't conduct or lead in the way that, jesus would want yeah and so you have an opportunity to almost influence if you want but you're also these are your classmates that you al- are literally with the they're like your big family you right. know what i mean and so this new, all of these new perspectives and new i guess min- new mentality that i'm having to go through but through all of it You know, and even when you fail a test, then you have this whole thing of like, well, great. Now I'm not going to be a good vet. and Now I'm going to get out of, you know, and I'm not going to make it. And all these other people did good. I mean, there's so many. You have to take it one day at a time. And what I've realized is, is like God said, you, yes, you do. And you've got to look to me through it all. Mm. And you've got to be dependent on me. And when I did that, when I let, when I realized that and I said, yeah, God, I trust you. And whatever happens is the way you want it to happen. And I'm going to do my best and I'm going to give it my all and I'm going to f- like follow you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard Avril Levine's, at Le- is it Levine? She's a pop rock singer. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I think so. She, she has a song. Av- Avril Levine? Av- yeah. yeah, Avril, that's it. She has this song, Keep My Head Above Water, God Keep My Head Above Water. Okay. You need to listen to that song. Okay. It is, and it it's literally my theme song right what now.
0: What about Justin Bieber?
2: <sighs> <laughs> Super, you're, you're, get, you're um, opening me up to a (laughs) new person i'm not so sure yet but i want you to hear this one this song um but uh but but just following him and just almost just like i can see myself just kind of like just leaning into him and being like Mm. he's instead of instead of me running at it he's leading me and i'm holding his hand through it
0: Mm, that's good so so what like led you to that like what brought you to that realization
2: it was i think
0: (laughs) because i know when when i knew you I wasn't doing that. You know, I was living on my terms. You know, even though I had, like, God was tugging on my heart. I was deciding for myself what the ideal path for my life was. And what I began to figure out is that the only path to fullness of joy, which that is what we're looking for, a joyous life, is one of... The path that God designed for us. Yeah. And I'm like, man, okay. Then why am I trying to make my own way? Yeah. It's like, I think it's just, we're brainwashed, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to, I kind of like, I don't know, was there ever a moment that you took a step back and it all kind of just hit? You say because you just said you're brainwashed. And yeah. You kind of, I think in the moment, was there ever a moment that it was just like, I don't know if it's like a, dif- yeah, I guess I'm asking for a definitive moment. Yeah. But
0: I think there's a lot of those moments. Mm-hmm. And a lot of failures mm-hmm. that, and a lot of low points that brought me to realizing that. And that goes back to like the bad things be, be being actually good things and learning experiences. But I think m- most of all, it's just getting into the word of truth, seeing what. So, like, back then, I say I'm a Christian
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm seeking God, and there's nothing wrong with being in that place. Mm-hmm but i don't know what the book says yeah and so i think the more i began to read the word and study it watch different people's sermons while being discerning of what they're saying because you know you don't want to take in everything someone says but there can there's a lot of good teachers out there that can help you all write off a few john piper francis chan Um, I'm gonna stick with those two because those are, those are good ones. Um, the Bible project's really good. Um, but yeah, I think the more you get to know what truth actually is, the less the lies are appealing and the less they're convincing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love that. And that's, that's kind of, I guess, I, I, I mean, it's not, it's, it's very similar what you were just saying and the fact of what I was going through, I mm. guess, is that my words don't sound like they, they went together very well. That's okay. Well. <laughs> my point is, is that I agree. And I think that it was a series of low points of bringing me to a realization
1: mm.
2: of, wow, like something's got to change yeah. or something's got to, something's got to shift. And, yeah. you know, it brought me closer and it brought me to truth. It yeah. was a series of failures that brought me to, whoa, this has got to change this they look at yourself and look at what you're doing. Yeah. You and
0: know? I would argue that the be one of the best parts about it is that we'll never arrive until Jesus returns. Mm-hmm. That we're always gonna be growing closer towards who we were actually made to be if we accept God's calling and yeah. on on a daily basis get into the word and, and seek his mm-hmm. presence, seek. Who he is and get to know his desires and wills will for us um, but I think that's one of the best parts because with anything else in life, there is like a glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. there's a certain point where I think with most things it's depreciating, right? yeah most things you pursue and it gets less enjoyable. you stop growing as much and it stops working as much mm-hmm. you you see it in medicine. Uh, you see it in, you know, drugs, like an alcohol, Mm -hmm. the more you do it, the less it affects you, the more you have to do. Um, you see it in, you know, education, the more that you learn, the less you actually, you realize that you actually know, you know, like, and faith in Jesus, which a lot of people don't know what this base word faith actually means. It's to count as trustworthy. That's mm-hmm. what faith means to count someone as trustworthy Interesting. I didn't know and so it's not a blind belief in something, yeah. but it's like, okay, I've seen God historically that you've answered and kept all your promises so far. yeah, I believe that you're going to keep this ultimate one um, that will save my life, yeah. and um I count you as trustworthy yeah and and that's what that faith is. Yeah, I heard this thing <laughs> recently. I have it written down somewhere, but it's like, the Christian walk is to make decisions that only make sense if you know you're going to be risen from the dead. Whoa. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa.
2: Man. <laughs> I have to go back and implement that.
0: It's like, I believe God's going to raise me from the dead, so you can kill me like like literally and that's kind of what we're asked to do yeah because if you look at the end end of and this is why reading the bible is so important yeah and getting the full context of what playing field we're on what god has designed us for is because all our little problems in life i'm making quote marks right now (laughs) all our little problems is uh kind of fly away when we know god's plan. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, why was I even worried about that? Why do I put so much weight on sat- my satisfaction in life into this thing that will perish?
2: That's happened so much to so me. So
0: much to everybody. Yeah. So much to me, yes. and it still happens. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I will and I and like I will say I'll be the first to say I need a really get better at reading my Bible. Like mm. I am working on trying to do that and make that time because just like you said, I think it's so crucial because I feel like it's that... It, I always think of the Bible as like the phone and it's the phone between you and Jesus. Hmm. You know what I mean? And it's hmm. like that's... Or God or... Who, you know, like there it's it's who you're calling on. There's those words coming back at you. You know, it's a yeah, conversation yeah. that you can have with them. And um, I have to give you credit too, but when we were on the phone a week ago or whatever, when you gave me so much clarity, like it, you could see how much... He has played a role in your life. So mm-hmm. when you said three years ago where you weren't in that, fa- that that stage, you are now, mm-hmm. and so it's been it's it's fun to see that and to to um not that I was either because <laughs> I'm learning, but um I can just tell mm-hmm. what what he's done in you. So
0: yeah, we're called to be the light of the world. Yeah, and so like hearing that like is very encouraging to my heart. Um, so thank you. Yeah, because. That's cool. I don't know. It's not my doing, Yeah, you know, that made me that way. I didn't like, okay, here, I'm going to fix myself up. It's (laughs) like, God has a plan for me. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for everybody listening. Yeah. But we have the ability to not choose that plan. Yeah. It's like, man, I want to choose that plan. Yeah. I want that one. So. It's like, if we don't even know why we're here, like, inherently you know like we know why we hear based upon the scriptures and that's the whole point right Yeah. is if we don't know even on we we can't even understand how we're able to think Mm -hmm. you know how we 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 just one day started talking Mm -hmm. i feel like i've said this for a long time but one day we just were able to talk and we were able to think And we just remember being conscious like there's a you can remember back to, you know, a certain moment in your childhood where you just remember everything after that. Mm -hmm. It's like, whoa. How. How do we think that we can figure out if we can't figure out. That, you know, it's just it's it's so much more complicated and like has so much more depth than we'll be ever be able to deconstruct on our own yeah and man i think some people are living like we have a redo or something Mm
2: -hmm. you're right (laughs) respawn yeah yeah no it is and it's can you break down that redo break down what that is like what you mean by that
0: yeah um like i don't know i just i feel like i was living that way for a while like I don't know. I mean, it's like living in such a way that, I don't know, that we think we'll have another shot at this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think the whole point is that this is our second chance.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, God is so good that, you know, a lot of, this this is a big question, right? Is, did God know that we were going to sin? Did God know yeah. that Adam and Eve were gonna turn away from Him? Yeah, same
2: question on that.
0: Right, and the answer is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But even if He did, how are we? Th- how do we think that we're going to understand how God's mind works? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe He thinks in a million dimensions. Like He's playing like eight-dimensional chess, while we can only think on one playing field. Yeah, like we can't even comprehend what four-dimensional objects look like we only know what a four-dimensional object is through three-dimensional thinking and so like it's gonna be so hard to verbally explain what a four-dimensional object is but basically if a four-dimensional object were to come through this room right now Uh you would only see it as a three-dimensional object but it would get bigger and smaller it's like if you put a three-dimensional sphere through a slice of paper Uh that's two-dimensional you would see a circle that Uh starts off really small and as the the um sphere goes through it more it would grow to the biggest circumference that the circle is and then it would go back down to a small and so that's what a two-dimensional being would see and so it's almost impossible for us to even comprehend that how can we comprehend oh well did god know this and does that make him not a good God if he knew that was going to happen and the answer is I don't know I forget what the original question was uh no did God know that we were going to do that um yeah I don't know what point I was trying to make (laughs) no it it,
2: it was just like I loved your like the fact that you were saying we have you know we think of it as a redo and there's no Mm. second chances and you're right we can't we can't fathom what he thought we were going to do yeah. and how it was going to happen. I mean, well, I it guess. says
0: God so loved the world that he gave his only son to die.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Some people are like, oh, well, it's Jesus. He's God. He just died. You know, it's easy. It's like, no, he had a life like you did. He was born. He was a baby. He had to, theoretically, I don't know if this is true, come to the realization that he was the son of God,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which we think that the callings on our life are tough. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, wow, I have to f- live up to my dad. And that's literally like him, but I have to live up to, to God, God. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Different and he, he had the, he, it says Jesus was tempted in every way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so he felt everything and he died be, by being crucified, he was whipped he, beyond recognition and then he was nailed to plywood. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, that is
2: a very vivid image. Yeah, it's true, it's true. And it's
0: and um, he suffocated to death. Yeah, he was beaten and a crown of thorns and torn to pieces beyond recognition while hanging by his hands and his feet, nailed into boards. And he died from suffocation because you just get too weak to pull yourself up to be able to breathe. And that's how much God loves us. So one of the things I heard today was this pastor Robert Morris, every time like he he still cries from the realization that God saved him. Because what is so wild is that God so loved the world that he gave his son to do that someone that you know we can't even fathom how much god loves us but we can't even fathom how much he loves jesus you know someone that never sinned someone that never disappointed him yeah you know and he um and, and so this is our second chance and i don't see i mean i don't see god as a three strikes you're out type god i don't know but it's like our first chance was to dwell with god in paradise forever mm-hmm. in the first place but like we said before god had to give adam that choice adam and Eve that choice to choose to not trust god remember faith is to count god as trustworthy and so the whole point of our walk is to kind of circumvent what adam did with Je- through jesus you know, Jesus, it says, through faith you have been saved by the yeah. blood, you know, the covering yeah. of Jesus on the cross, you know. Yeah. And if, that's from Ephesians. It goes more into depth, and I'm not quoting it exactly right, but it's through faith, through counting God as trustworthy, through counting Jesus as trustworthy, that he will return, that we have been saved. And what's so cool about that, and I feel like I'm throwing so much at you right now,
2: uh, it's great. I <laughs> but.
0: Love it. So you know how like the Super Bowl is like two minutes. Did you watch the Super Bowl this year? No, I didn't. No? Okay. I was studying
1: for a test. Okay,
0: I showed up to like the last five minutes. But two minutes left in the Super Bowl. The other team's up by like two or three touchdowns or something. I, I don't know. I think it was not that much this last time. But they're up a significant amount. And you say what? They're going to win. The game's over, yeah. right? That is the same thing when we say we're saved is we count God as such as so trustworthy that oh wait God is so trustworthy the game's over we're saved mm-hmm. cuz Jesus is going to return and do, do what he says he is he's going to do mm-hmm. and i put my full trust in him yeah. that is what being saved means mm-hmm. is it's not necessarily like yes we receive the holy spirit but it's not necessarily like this like thing right now Mm -hmm. it's just like it's so said and done god is so good and so trustworthy we're saved yeah you know because jesus will return he will raise us from the dead if we're dead if he returns and we're not dead cool we don't have to die (laughs) you know (laughs) But, (laughs) but that's how we're saved and i was like when i learned that i was like wow that makes so much sense and uh the whole thing is like Anything, any understanding of the Bible yeah. means nothing unless it stirs your heart up to trust God more. Yeah. And, and so I don't want it to sound like anything I'm saying is like a, what Josh would say is an intellectual flex. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, I know this and that means this. No, the more that I get to know this stuff, the more my faith is strengthened mm-hmm. and the more I feel comfortable with sharing my faith Mm -hmm. with other people Mm -hmm. because I know what it is. (laughs) You know, I know what God's intentions are. I know what the gospel is, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I'll share it, share it with people. Mic drop. No, I'm over. (laughs) No, not mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm done talking. (laughs) Preach on,
2: Bailey. You're right.
1: You're so right.
0: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Yeah. Do
0: you want to pray and then shoot your video? Yes, let's do it. I feel like I talked way too much, but uh, you that's did okay. not. Um, just, <laughs>
2: just to say this, I this has a, been a blessed conversation, and I feel like we have both blessed lives because of mm. Jesus, and we're here, and we were meant to do this. So,
0: hundred percent, and like I can even think back to <laughs> when we had our first podcast. Man, I want to go back and listen to that. It's not up for everybody to listen to. Um, but I have access to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I really I'm gonna go back and listen to that. I might even save the file and send it Please, to you so I'd you can love listen to. to it. I'd love but to hear lo- it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um that's a testimony in itself, you it know. Is. Um but yeah, I think God was working in that moment too, you know? And uh man, we're blessed to be at Texas, A&M Yeah, we are. Man, we're blessed to be in America. where we can have these conversations and someone's not going to hear this call the government and they're going to bust down our door and take us to jail yeah you know what i mean like we take these things for for granted and even i think this would be a good ending is like like we said before we take the fact that we were made for granted that molecules the laws of physics were designed and the exactitude of the earth being inhabitable with oxygen <laughs> for us to breathe and for us brains to be able to think yeah. and hearts to pump blood, you know.
2: Speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I don't know. I, I guess we could end with this because it'll be kind of fun. But does learning about animals strengthen your faith?
2: Oh, yeah. Mm. It does. And I really want... It's funny you brought that up because... <laughs> I really want. I wanted to say that because, mm. you know, when you talk about all the atoms being designed and like just in the perfect place and the oxygen that we have and everything that's just so perfectly designed, mm. Jesus did all that, and He did it in the animal in the animals too. He breathed life into the horse. Mm. Tyler yeah. told me that like we talked about that, and it's just to think about that.
0: Yeah,
2: wow, He did that. And
0: Horses have breath of life from God. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. And their whole body, when you talk about pumping blood, I've studied that in anatomy. I've known all of that. All I know all mm-hmm. the bones, the muscles, the nerves, the the, uh, the you know everything that makes that animal what it is. Mm-hmm. And God gave it life.
0: And we can ride that thing.
2: Yeah, we can. <laughs> we can. What the heck? It's incredible.
0: Like when you look at a horse, and it may just be our historical co- uh, context. That thing was made to ride.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was, and it's free, and it's I, yeah. There's something beautiful about a horse, so mm, yeah, and a lot of the, all the other other all the other animals too. But um, but yeah, they're meant to be there, and I'm and I feel like maybe maybe my calling is to take care of his creatures right now. Mm. We'll see.
0: I think we're all called to that, right? Yeah, like. Animals are amazing, and uh you know we have this idea as Christians that, yeah, the world's just gonna blow up, you know, like yeah. like a, the mass majority of Christians are like, oh yeah, we're gonna be raptured, not biblical, just so you know the rapture <laughs> it's not real it's not it's not a rapture of believers,
1: mm. Mm.
0: you know, it, yeah. Pretty sure rapture is a, um, art, uh agricultural term.
1: Mm. Pretty sure. I don't know for Maybe. sure.
0: But I know that the idea that we have as a, a rapture being taken from the earth mm-hmm. is not true. Um, I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Another conversation. Um, but we have this belief that like the world's going to explode and then we're going to get taken to heaven and we're going to be all good. And it's like, that devalues what's here. Mm -hmm. Because what here matters, and God made it for a reason, for us. Gave us bodies for a reason. Mm -hmm. Put horses here for a reason. Put plants here for a reason. And the sun in the place it is. And the moon, like, for a reason. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, we're destroying it right now. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is because through the worldview we have of that God's not going to come restore the earth. Cause that's literally what the Bible is saying yeah. that God's going to restore is and we, we can join in with him to do that right now and play our part in that. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not for sure about this, but I don't think it's just an instantaneous thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, it could be, but I don't think, I think, God wants to rebuild it with us. Mm-hmm. And like, have you ever built something with someone Like, you become closer to them? Yeah. You know, yep. you that's work exactly on something right. with someone, you become closer to them. And I'm sure he wants to do that. And so when he returns, he's going to be like, all right guys, let's band together. Let's start fixing this place up. Yeah. You know, you got your leader now. And I, 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 you know, all things can be done through me, yeah. you know, through Christ Jesus is like, we're, we're doing it. You, you trusted in me. You yeah. know, there's a lot of, stuff that has to happen before then in, in terms of uh people that have denied god but right um i guess that's our cue right there in a the little rev. uh <laughs> but yeah i just uh i'm rambling again i'm sorry no no uh, <laughs> it's
1: good I, I
0: guess all i was saying is like man i think that's really cool of you to fill that calling because animals are important yeah you know
2: yeah they are Yep, I don't know. You're right. It's so true.
0: You want to just end it on that, or let's end on a prayer? Okay. Yes. Yes. You you lead us. Okay. I yes. lead you. Okay. Yeah.
2: All right. Are you gonna pray after me? Is that how we're gonna? Are we gonna? Are we gonna just me and? I, how do you want to do this? We can just end with you. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah. Let's do let's, it. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Jesus, thank you so much for this conversation and thank you for this day and letting us just talk um, and blessing us to like Bailey said, to live here and be in this place to just just talk about you and talk about where you want us and what our lives have come to and where we're going with them. Um, but all, yes. with all of that, just mm. help us to follow you through this path. And, mm. you know, I'm asking you to take us by the hand and mm. to lead us through this life and realize that it's about how we leave people and how we make an impact in them, not about what we do ourselves. Um, I just, I can't, I, I'm, I'm in all of it, and I just can't believe that you would save people like us. Um, mm-hmm. But you did, and we need to know that, and we also need to say we love you for that, and we also want to live our lives through you and reflect you through it, so please help us do that as we figure this out. Um, but thank you for this conversation, and we love you so much.
1: Yes,
0: thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, Macali you're awesome. You're awesome. We need to hang out more. Uh, yeah, we do. Um, let's shoot your video and let's call it a wrap. Okay. As the dog barks. Oh, as we go <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is awesome. Thanks thank for you. coming on. Thank you. <laughs>